0: Good morning court radio is now in session Call 215-227-2727 when you've got legal questions we've got the answers this is court radio and now here's your host Dean Weitzman good
1: morning and welcome back I'm Dean Weitzman your host every Saturday morning for court radio we welcome our listeners and our guests and let's get to it on a Beautiful Saturday in Philly. Beautiful Saturday. Um, Weather has been actually pretty dry around here. You know, we could use a little rain. There was one small rainstorm this week, and it pulled down all the
0: smoke from Canada onto my car. Oh. Speaking of Canada. Oh, Canada. (laughs) I saw all kinds of beams. Oh, Canada. (laughs) WTF? What the? We looked out this window during the week we couldn't see the skyline yeah that was it was kind of spooky a little eerie like we were living in the matrix or something. well
1: you know it's just goes to show you folks that uh, climate change is real uh, mm. wildfires are out of control here there's like 250 wildfires in Canada right now right now and like 230 are out of control
0: amazing
1: we're gonna be uh, have less and less livable land I guess uh, in the not too distant future um, so, anyway, um, who am I to say that, though, with all my, with five petrol cars? You'll
0: you be know? going electric soon. Yeah. I see it happening. Who knows? We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Can we just shout out all the graduates, by the way? Uh, I've seen some great photos of parents with their proud graduates, their kids, their children. You've been through this. You're going to go through it again. Yes, and uh, again. And again. And again. So, <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a big deal for parents. It's an accomplishment for parents, too. So yes. shout out to the parents and all you graduates, my cousin, Neoshi and Trey Jones, son of Ray and Rashida Jones. Congratulations, all you graduates out there. All right. There you go. So, um, somebody got indicted this week. Again? Who,
1: pray tell? Yeah, uh, 45. um, Got indicted federally uh, for his uh, document scam. This is a big deal. Um, He knows it's a big deal. Everybody does. Um, It's funny, though, because my Twitter uh, feed got blown up with, memes about um uh biden and hunter biden biden's classified it's like w- w- listen even if that's true who cares i mean eventually he'll get his due the point is that doesn't excuse the fact that he was playing a shell game with top secret documents really and had every secret. opportunity to say oops and turn them all all over Instead, he'd call the valet and say, hey, move it into room B. (laughs) I mean. Take him in the bathroom. And then is caught on tape saying that he knows he cannot declassify documents now that he's the retired or,
0: you know. Former. Former president of the United States. What does it mean when two of your attorneys resign? Say, okay, we're good. That's it. That they're about to get indicted.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow! That they need to lawyer up now. Is it that bad? Yeah. 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 Everyone's shaking it. Wow. Yeah. This is this is a serious one here. It is, and
1: it and the unfortunate thing is that um, it needs to happen not because uh, I it needs to happen it needs to happen because he refuses to stop and he just keeps on saying I'm not bound by the same rules that you all are bound by and he might become president again and and you know then we're really really probably just a few steps away from you know having an autocracy and so we have to you know for the love of the country we have to say no, you can't. You're you have to be you have to be bound by the same rules and laws everybody else is.
0: But Dean, you know this as well as everyone in this room. There are these folks, that live among us in this vacuum that believe none of it. This emboldens well, them. A, that, it's all that, a right. witch hunt. And, but they they live on an island like North Korea. They get and, no information, but only one source, and that's all they stick to. And it's amazing. Even though they've been lied to, it's been proven they've been lied they just refused
2: well, to that's bust. right. it. But also, we got to look at this, right? So the indictment is in Florida, right? So it's Federal court. Federal, in federal court in Florida, yeah. right? Yep. It's going in front of a federal judge who appointed was actually by him. appointed yeah. by him.
0: Eileen Cannon.
1: But she's already been spanked. She's been yeah. spanked because she Ooh, she issued she issued some rulings mm-hmm. that were not legally correct, and the Supreme Court came in and said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, can't do that." Okay, you know, uh, I believe that um, she didn't want to give them ac- access to certain documents, um, right. and and they said no, they get they, they get access right, to those documents. Right. So she's already been reprimanded, so to speak, once on this case. I think she's going to, you know, Recrues? mind her manners. No, she's going to dot her I's, cross her T's. She's going to make sure she has a legal basis, and and so that it's unquestionable. Because they're, you know, the the appellate courts have already shown a willingness to put this back on track again. So we'll see what happens. See what happens. Um, it, it's going to get to a jury, but the question is when um, she can control the the timing, pace, the Casey? pace of the case.
0: And if he is in the throngs of an election and God forbid president, he can make this go away. He can. So time is his Well,
1: oh, well he can try to. Right. I mean, we don't know yet if a president has the ability to the pardon himself.
2: Well, he if he if he, God forbid, becomes president, then he can't he he can't be uh Char- he Well, he he can't, he can't be so um, like an
0: automatic amnesty. No, yeah, you know? It's almost no, like no. a exactly temporary
2: amnesty. That's not been proven yet either. Because we're in
0: uncharted waters again. Mm. Yeah, right? yeah. This is all very yes. Yes, here's, sketchy.
1: Here's, here's I'm going to throw a bone to the Trump supporters and say this. I'll agree with this. Uh, politics is out of control and politicians need to have term limits. Um, I, I mean, these guys make a life there, and you know, eventually they start stealing. Um, it, you know, it's bound to happen because I mean, who wants to make one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year? God forbid. And so, <laughs> but and then they just keep on, and then all it is—it's all about just getting elected again
0: and again, and
1: and so you know, have term limits. Make it a civic duty, you know, that you do this for a period of time, like serving, you know, in the National Guard or something or, you know, city a year. Uh, one of those programs where hmm, you do city it. City a
0: year. Yeah. That's a name from the past. What That's
1: They don't have that anymore?
0: I haven't heard of City Year in a minute. Have you guys? I don't know. Uh, Okay, Go on. Somebody in in the vast
1: radio world that we speak to right now must know whether there's a City Year and they'll call and tell you. They'll set us straight. By the way, 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal. And we have a special guest who's been sitting there quiet as a church mouse. The one and only Ricky Paladino, One of the best names around. Yeah, yeah. I love
0: that name. Ricky Paladino in the building. You good guys. morning,
3: everyone. So good to be here again in this beautiful new studio. I think this is only my second time yes. in this studio.
1: Yeah, and We look out on the city here, baby. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, we're on very, top very of the cool. world.
3: On top of the world. <laughs> All
1: right, Ricky's here. We're talking about immigration, which happens to also be a very Big, big Ooh. political topic right now. They are talking about uh, charging the governors of Florida and Texas with kidnapping. They are they, – <laughs> they have they, – the idea is that they're grabbing these people up under false pretenses – Throwing them into an airplane and transporting them, uh, you know, uh, they can't get out of the airplane. Nope. Sending <laughs> them to another city, so can't get off the bus. Can't get yeah, off the bus. Can't get off the bus. So, what what's going on right now, Rick? Are you are you seeing uh, some crazy stuff right now in immigration locally?
3: So locally, yes, they are <clears throat> currently transferring people to Philadelphia. They've they've been doing that for several months. It has not stopped. Um, And we're seeing uh, people being transferred all throughout the country, especially on the East Coast, where the majority of my practice is uh, in New York City, Newark, New Jersey, Mm. Baltimore, Maryland. Um, And I think you hit the nail on the head that the key here to all of this is false pretenses. Right. We've I've talked to some folks that came to this area um, after having settled in, uh, you know, states close to the border whether that be Texas Arizona or Florida and they wanted to come here and and they found an opportunity to come here and they were happy that they were able to be in this area because they have family and they have connections the bigger problem is for the folks that you know were told you know they need to get a medical exam done uh, that's uh, appears to be one of the, the the big things that folks are told or that uh, they need to have a phone call with their consulate and be taken into another room only to be put on a plane or on a bus and then and then dropped off in you know a city that they don't have any connections in and uh, the good thing is we've seen a great 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 part of humanity in all of this in many of the cities in our city of Philadelphia included we've seen people step up to the plate and say we know that this is happening we see that this is happening and we're going to offer our resources and these are individuals these are organizations and we have great organizations here in the city of Philadelphia um, that that are leading that charge. Uh, one of the organizations is called Nationality Service Center, which is an immigration organization that is uh, leading the charge and making sure that all of these folks are being being taken care of here in the city of Philadelphia.
1: 215-227-2727. We have Ricky Palladino as our guest today from Palladino, Isabel, and Casaza. And they practice exclusively in immigration law in the city of Philadelphia. Ricky is a former employee of Immigration and Naturalization Services, so you kind of have a, a, a unique perspective coming into the law, um, having worked on the administrative side of uh, the immigration issues. Um, but now he's a litigator, um, and he has to fight for his clients um, that want to immigrate to the United States, something that people have done since this country was founded. Um, and, it, you know, it is, in my opinion, what makes America great. Absolutely. Bringing in uh, perspectives of people from all walks of life um, in this world and um, hopefully getting some of the best of the best because they want to come. It's you, you, We're still unique. It, as bad as the, uh, people say the United States is, People are still flocking to come to our country every day, um, and so you know, I, I hope that that brings not only um, people who are faced with um, horrific conditions in their country, but people who truly have talents that want to come here, that whose services we need. You know, um, we're we, we're not uh, birthing children at the rate necessary to maintain our Um, population or to grow our population and so our population is shrinking the only way to grow it at the present time is through immigration we we need we need people to have jobs and to to help this country
0: go ahead what is it well the argument is that's why we don't like abortion Because we don't have enough population. Well, that's the real thing, real rationale for their argument. There there aren't enough of those folks and who many of these folks are coming in, which leads me to this question, Mr. Palladino. What is the biggest misconception about these migrants and these folks that are coming in here? Because everyone thinks, oh my God, they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime. They're, they're Is this the Al Capone of the Latin community? Is this the worst of the worst? What's the, what's the truth?
3: Yeah, I think the biggest misconception is that these are individuals that are going to come to the United States and they are going to live off of the social welfare system, uh-huh. right? And <clears throat> they're going to be a burden on society, and and that's a misconception for two reasons. Number one, they're not eligible for Medicare, um, welfare any of the, any of the, the traditional um, means-based uh, social welfare systems. And, and number two, I can tell you from experience, and I've you know, encountered or represented thousands of individuals, every single one of them has a job, mm. right? So the misconception is that they're going to come here and they're going to benefit from all of the things that all of the people before us has established in the United States, but the reality is we need them. We need them just as much as they need us. They need us in order to have a safe place to live, to, to raise their family, to have a better life. We need them because there are jobs and there are things in our robust economy that, uh, you know, folks, uh, American folks just aren't able or willing to do. And that goes beyond, you know, kind of um, unskilled labor, as it's called, right? Mm-hmm. It goes beyond people working in the farms, it goes beyond people, um, you know, working in factories, all the way up to technology. There are people that are coming into this country that understand technology, that understand coding, um, much like it is a different language, right? All of these things in, in technology and the way that it is created is not created in one language. There are multiple different ways to do this, and we're bringing in folks that are able to do it in a way in, in a way that expand American businesses. So the misconception is that they're coming here to take when, in fact, they're coming here to give.
0: We've always used immigrants and migrants. We After the war was over, we always took the scientists. After Germany, we brought those folks the brightest minds, and they helped us with some even of the when greatest inventions. Even when they were Nazis. Say it again, yeah. <laughs> you so, know, I yeah. mean, we took, I mean, w- when it was
1: to benefit benefit the United States politically, mm-hmm. then we had the will to do it. Absolutely. When it's to benefit the United States politically to keep them out because it's, um, you know, a kind of a, a dog whistle to the conservative right,
0: then we'll leave them out. How come so, we, you oh, know. I'm sorry. Uh, right? No, go ahead. How come we can't figure out a cottage industry of sorts to make this benefit both sides? A lot of folks want to come here. And we need things built here. So the border can literally be a border town, and it can be built little by little by the folks that want to come here. You build a little bit for a while, then once you earn enough credits for building, you get citizenship. You come in, you leave the border town, and now you can have America is now your oyster. But you got to stay there, work your way in right there. There's going to be a wall. Y'all help build the wall, whatever.
3: Think, yeah, and I think that goes back to what Dean was saying earlier on term limits, right? The reason that something like that won't happen, because it makes too much sense, right, oh, is that right. it's political suicide for a, a, a senator or a representative from certain areas that are, you know, your traditionally red states to vote for anything related to immigration uh, that's going to be seen as taking away American jobs or bringing in, you know, diverse people that, that, that may destroy the fabric of society, and they're too worried about being reelected and, uh, you know, ba- basically succumbing to their base that they're not able to look at this rationally and logically because, like you said, it makes, t- it makes too much sense.
1: I mean, right now we're looking at um, more than 40 years since they've had any meaningful changes to the immigration laws, more than 40 years because they don't have – they, the politicians, do not have the willpower Will. mm. to – to, to make some meaning because God forbid you Im- immigrate two million people and two or three are criminals and that's what uh. that's going to be on the newspaper that's the, story. that's the headline not the you know one million nine hundred ninety eight thousand people who came in here did and did good you're gonna be the newspapers will pick the three people who did something bad and then point the fingers at the politicians and say they they made this happen. And and so I understand, I understand, but we have to be grown-ups. We, the people, have to be grown-ups, and we have to push for these changes to happen they can't all go to texas or to florida it's a good thing that they spread it we, out that, that we spread it out but we have to do that w- with a plan and and with people's you know participation who are actually getting on the plane we well, can't just hurdle
0: them into a plane do, and, and take off do, do we have any issue with the canadian border
3: oh yeah well, we don't hear about yeah, that we, we do uh, significant issues with the, with the canadian border uh but they're different for, for a couple different reasons one is most people from throughout the world need a visa to go to Canada right so getting to Canada is a challenge the same way it is to get to the United States most folks from different parts of the world do not need a visa to get to Mexico as a matter of fact the number one travel destination in the world right now is Cancun Mexico why well because you can get on a plane from China and you can fly from China to Cancun Mexico you can go from Afghanistan to Turkey and get on a plane from Turkey directly to uh to Mexico. You can flee parts of Russia, go into, you know, uh Turkey, uh parts of uh Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, and get on a flight and go to Mexico. Wait, back We we never hear
0: about these other ethnic groups coming. Yeah. Just it's just one ethnic group we always hear about. There yep. are all types coming, huh?
3: There are all types coming. Uh they have said that with the recent surge at the border, and, and just to put this into perspective with numbers, they're saying roughly about 7 million people over the last three years, that those folks are coming from 119 different countries. Wow. And what we hear about most is, is is our neighbors from the southern border, but that's not it. That's not the whole story. The, the, the war in Russia has created... Um, you know, a mass exodus of people from that entire part of the world. Not just Russia and Ukraine, but all the former Soviet republics that think we're next. So they're coming through Mexico. They're coming through Mexico. So all,
1: you're saying all we need to do to really have an impact is for Mexico to have a visa policy?
3: If Mexico yeah. had a visa policy, it would be very, very difficult for people to show up on our border. And ask for political asylum, which then creates, you know, we're then bound by international law and U.S. immigration law, um, which puts us in a position where um, we we have to and we should, of course, give these folks an opportunity to claim political asylum. But if they weren't able to get into Mexico, then we wouldn't be having this issue happen as as frequent as it is. It's on the onus is on Mexico,
1: right? Well, it again. These are very complicated problems that require complicated solutions where there's a coordination of efforts between not only our various Mm. groups, but also internationally, which means that you have to have good relations with your neighbors Mm. and actually work on these problems, which the last I don't want to beat a dead horse, but the last, you know, eight years before or four years before Biden, we were busting relationships with all of everybody yeah yeah so i i I don't know whatever 215-227-2727 that is the number to call all right we have line one robert casey
0: Huh? hello Uh,
1: hello hello mr casey was senator for a second
4: (laughs) (laughs) how are you I, i i I simply have a question. I'm trying to figure out how is it we can't address there is a specific block of power and they want, want to stop the, you know.
0: Unfortunately. What happened? We do it, yeah, his, his yeah. The cell phone's not working very well. Your basically. cell phone keeps dropping. We're only getting bits and pieces of what you're saying.
4: I, okay, uh, and let me try very, very quickly. I apologize. Um, we know that there is, as there is, you say, the alt-right. You can call them anything you want, but there's a specific block of power in the United States that does not want to lose that power base, which is what makes the immigration situation difficult. If we don't address that for, for what it actually is, we'll always continue to dance around how we are going to make this work. Why aren't we addressing that? How, how can we deal with that? I know there, there's more than one question, but I'd like to know, let's dress it for what it is and say this is what we're combating, and then I think the immigration problem could solve itself. Well,
1: I, I okay, that's a great point, and I think what we saw as a kind of framework or roadmap in the uh, 20, uh, 20, 2020 election um, was – Is how that happens. Mm. The moderates, the middles, have to step up and, as a group, have to stay together um, to support the positions that we're talking about. Um, You know, it's it's the people in the bedroom communities around Philadelphia who are college educated females, and you know all the disparate groups of people that um are more moderate and are willing to and want to better our country um and aren't as concerned about holding on to that old white male Protestant power base, then you know, we will see change. If those splinter if those groups splinter, then the then that that uh group that you're discussing uh maintains power. And, and nothing changes. So it, and in order to have all of those groups um, together, I think we need to have quality um, candidates and 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 with good ideas. Because the other side doesn't really—they haven't come up with any ideas in a long time, other than to hold on to their power. Pretty much. So you know, it 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 requires um it requires a a group together, um, because there's more of us, Mr. Casey, than there are of them, and it requires all of us to stay together uh, for the common good. And and that's I believe that's what we've seen happen, and I believe and I hope and I pray that that's what will continue to happen.
4: Well, thank you very much. That was a comprehensive and, and, and cogent response. I appreciate it very much. Thank
1: you. My pleasure. Have a great day, Bob, and uh, um, thanks for listening to Court Radio.
0: Question. A migrant, an immigrant, mm-hmm. uh, in the country illegally, so to speak, gets into an accident, slip and fall, car accident, some construction site. Can they sue?
3: They can. Ah.
0: Yes, they can, they okay. can
1: sue. Being uh, here legally um, isn't a prerequisite to having access to our courts.
3: Okay. And the reason for that is if, if you look at the due process clauses in the Constitution, it does not say that citizens are given due process rights. It says any person is given both procedural and substantive due process. So that's where person. it comes from. Oh. Yeah.
1: Wow, con law. Is Imagine Saturday morning.
3: <laughs> con <laughs> law 101. <Meledito. laughs>
1: if you're thinking about uh, some of the issues that we've raised and you want to join this
0: conversation, or you have any legal issue, because, you know, I can pretty much answer almost Well, you know what? I'm glad you said I have someone listening right now that is trying to figure out what area of the law they want to study. And clearly, Ricky knows constitutional law. (laughs)
3: Well, a a little bit. Clearly knows immigration a little bit. So does it
0: overlap? And what? How do you determine what you want to? You you don't. You don't. You don't. No, that's a misconception.
1: When you go to law school, Mm. you study every major area of the law, and you study it just a little bit. Mm. And when you get out of law school, that's when you actually learn to practice law in a particular area. Okay. Um. And so Ricky took the immigration track and Mm -hmm. i took the personal injury medical malpractice track but neither one of us knew anything about that in law school other than the very very basic uh high points Mm -hmm. um and and what what we learned in law school is to learn how to learn so that we could then take our whatever areas we wanted to go into and really expand upon it
0: um once we're out what is some what is a good skill set to have if you go into law
3: I think the ability to read, Um, you know, when when folks that are looking to go to law school ask me, you know, what can I do the summer before law school or my last year of college? And I tell them all the time, read anything. Read a magazine, read a book, read anything.
1: I was reading like 300 pages a night in law school. Yep. What are you reading? I'm reading... Briefs, old cases. Dense cases, cases, dense old cases. Is any of it
0: interesting? Some. It can be.
1: Yeah, it can be, but... Um, you know, you're looking for the principles that those cases espoused. All right, and so I, I you know, we had to read them. We had to uh, figure out what the principle was that the case, the holding of the case. We had to memorize that and then move on. And you learn how to uh, analyze. You learn how to analyze a set of facts and then apply the law to it so that you can figure out what the what the
0: resolution is going to be based hmm. upon prior cases. So everybody does that when you yes. go to law oh, school, yeah. and then you determine whether your track, this track, uh, you want to be a prosecutor, a defense lawyer, whatever, then then you determine afterwards. Is that what happens?
3: Yeah, I think a lot of people go into law school and they have an idea as to what they want to do, and, okay. and, and probably for you know maybe half of the folks, they end up doing what they thought they would do going into it, uh, but you don't have to have that. Mm. You can certainly go into law school and you'll find your way in terms of, of what interests you once you get into you know the depths of the law itself Um, it's a it's a fascinating journey because like Dean said you learn how to you know read complex things and narrow them down into very very specific points all without emotion Uh, and that was the key for me is to learn how to not bring emotion into it uh, because we don't want our law to be emotional we want it to be
1: which doesn't make for doesn't make for a good husband Okay. (laughs) This is very, very true. Because we don't get emotional about anything. You know, it's just the facts, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Joe Friday. (laughs) 215-227-2727. Ricky Paladino's here. We're talking about some of the sticky immigration issues the country's facing. uh, But we'll talk about any legal issue you might have, and we'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman if you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727 frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer if you've been affected we will fight for you call 215-227-2727 my philly lawyer when winning matters most
0: need more legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman
1: All right, we're back. I'm Dean Weitzman, and I am your host every Saturday morning. Uh, we bring you Court Radio, a place you can come to ask your legal questions, uh, figure out how to proceed with power. How's hair relaxer litigation? Hair relaxer litigation, oh, we are, um, we, we've been doing it now for about four months. Um, we are over 400 clients legitimate clients 400 signed signed clients um, over 400 uh, many of them um, as you know hair relaxer has caused uterine and endometrial cancer at a rate that nobody who used it ever thought about mm. because the companies, didn't share that information. They're the corporates the, here;
0: these companies.
1: Yeah. Revlon, Clairol, What's the other? Not, not your hairdresser. Yeah. Okay. The companies, the companies that that manufactured these products, put the ingredients in, knew or should have known that those ingredients were going to mess with a woman's hormonal system, which opens the door for a uh, endometrial and uterine cancer at rates that the general population does not face and so um but we're representing a lot of women who had a lifetime of um fibroid fibroids which led to excessive bleeding which led to an inability to have children which ultimately led to a hysterectomy so um if you if that sounds like you or somebody you know then it, that is enough to become a member of this class of individuals um the five the fibroids leading to hysterectomy or endometrial or uterine cancer uh, or cervical cancer if you or somebody you know suffered with those uh, horrible um, diseases and you used hair relaxer then you need to give us a call today 215-227-2727 it, you know you make that call you share some information sign a few papers and then sit back and watch what happens
0: because these companies are going to be made to answer for their horrific behavior that's what I want you to key on the misconceptions some folks think oh it's going to be some big class action I'm only going to get a couple times no these are major major compensation we're talking about cases. yes and yes. you have four people dedicated to this of your staff that's all they're doing right now that is true and that there's a follow-up that the people that called you you have to do you do diligence you got to call and do what you're supposed to do to follow through yes right and so. then after that happens
1: we're gathering up decades worth of medical records for mm. each of these clients um, and that's on us to do and so you just need to sign the papers and then we will gather the records we will have the records analyzed by experts in the field um, and you will be a part of this group of women who are going to bring to bear the might of the the judicial system against these companies. And some of them are foreign corporations. Some of them Is are right, yeah. L'Oreal, L'Oreal. Um, that's the name I can't. You know, keep um, some of these are foreign corporations, and we are going to bring them to the bar of the court and make them pay for what they've done. Y'all don't know, Dean loves this stuff. 215 <laughs> 2727. Give us a call. You won't be sorry. 215 2727. All right, let's talk to George on line one. George, welcome to Court Radio. I know you've been a long time caller. You haven't gotten in, and we're so happy to have you today. How are you?
6: Fine, Dean. And I want to thank you for taking care of my seniors with the uh, whole thing of this, the whole whatever these companies is. Yep. I mean, it's every week I send somebody and they get results. And this has been going on since you have talked about it first on air. They thank you. They would have never knew about any of it. But I thank you for that. And you have done great service to people, you know. And it's like you'd be surprised how many seniors in those complexes who have had to go through all that day. And they like their 70s and 80s. And they go, I can I say, listen, just call the number. Yep. And mm. they managed to do it. You know, they home care people at the senior places do it and george you're
1: you're an ambassador for my (laughs) you're an ambassador for my philly lawyer brother thank you
0: ambassador george yes (laughs)
1: all right what what brings you what brings you to calling today
6: Dean, let me ask you a question maybe one of the three of you can answer it is that why is it that people who work all their behind off you know do everything right and every time they turn around uh if they're short if they make ten dollars over the limit They don't qualify. And then people who are in the shelters and everything, not knocking people in the shelters because a lot of people, you know, just fall in their luck and can't, um, you know, get it. So how is it that you come from a foreign country or somewhere and they say, oh, they were this, that, and the other. Like the Sanders and all of them were sending busloads and all the rest of them here. Now, within four months, they already got subsidized housing, and subsidized water, rent, everything. In other words, they got nice houses everywhere but people who are, like, living here, pay taxes here, fall on their luck or something. They don't even have a Social Security. I mean, they're they them up in places and giving them benefits. All right. Is that? Or, or we're just feeling sorry for people or, you know, or it's just that we take care of others and don't take care of our own.
1: Good I mean, question, George. Good, All good questions. I'm going to punt to... Mr. Palladino.
3: So, Mr. Ambassador George, there's there's really two things that are that are happening there. The first is that a lot of these individuals are actually be, being taken care of using private money or grant money that's coming from uh, different organizations uh, that are non governmental um, in, in in function, um, but some is governmental in function, and the reality of why it's happening is that there are too many people coming through the border that we cannot process them so you know before we had this influx of people that were coming through the border what would happen is the majority of people would be detained at the border you can remember the debacle with you know kids in cages and even before that under the Obama administration and, and their cases would essentially be adjudicated there at the border and if they Uh, were granted status they would be admitted into the United States as with with some sort of legal status and if they were not granted status they would be deported back to their country since we cannot deal with them at the border a a lot of the housing that they're giving right now is an alternative to detention and uh, they are uh, being given places to live but at the same time are on a monitoring program with the US government and they're going through active deportation or removal proceedings so uh, yes some of the accommodations they can get certainly appear to me to be better than some of the accommodations that are uh, you know for American citizens that are that that, that are below the poverty guidelines uh, but this is not a permanent solution it's an alternative to detention because we don't have the means to detain them um, and uh, it's also being uh, funded by some private money from some organizations as well that that, that care for these individuals and, and want to see them taken care of here in the United States. But but certainly your, your your point makes a lot of sense, and it's something for us all to consider.
1: Now, I, I say this about George's point. Um, you know, you, this isn't a, well, you got to do, you know, it, give it to them or give it to them, you know. I, I think that we need to do a better job of taking care of our folks who are homeless, who are maybe medical insurance lists and are falling through the safety nets. We need more safety nets, and we need to pay more attention. I mean, look at cities like San Francisco, San Diego, where the homeless population is exploding. Um, and, and, you know, right here in Philadelphia, um, I, I walk past homeless people every day to get to my office and, and, you know, right across the street. Yeah, absolutely. In Love Park. In Love Park. <laughs> and they queue up for a hot meal, um, you know, down the block once a day, uh, if they're lucky and, and that, that kind of stuff should not exist in this country and we should do a better job. that. That doesn't. I think what Ricky's saying is the money to do that isn't being funneled into immigration. That's correct. Um, and and so the whatever you see them getting, it's not coming from funds that should be going to people here. I agree with you. We should be send, spending more money on on our own, one hundred percent. But but that's it, it's not one or the other, and we need to do both, George. Thank you for calling, um, and thank you always for being such a great friend to Court Radio and to uh, my Philly lawyer.
6: Thank you. You're more than welcome.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Be well, sir. Thanks, George. So um, that's, but you know, George's concerns are the concerns of the average person, um, and that's another reason why we lack the willpower to do something about this.
3: Yeah, and I think <clears throat> one of the questions I get frequently is. Um, Why are they giving cell phones to the people that are coming through uh, the border? Why not give cell phones to, you know, American citizens that that may need them? And the reality is that the cell phones that they're giving people are monitoring devices. It's the new age equivalent of an ankle bracelet. (laughs) Right. And and it's because (laughs) these individuals are coming in not with legal status. They're coming in for the purpose of being able to have their political asylum case Litigated in the interior of the United States because we don't have the capacity to have their political asylum cases litigated at the border. So, yes, they are given phones because we have to monitor them. And the monitoring is something that's very, very interesting when we talk about the influx of people through the border. These days, we know who's coming through the border. And actually, everyone that comes through the border is being processed. Their, their name is taken, their their fingerprints are taken, um, and they are put on a program for the U.S. government to monitor them, like I said sometimes with a cell phone. If we go back to 10 years ago, it's quite possible, Dean, that the same amount of people were coming into the United States. We just had no idea. They were just pouring through the border. and. One could argue that that's a far more dangerous situation because we didn't know who they were. We didn't have their fingerprints. We didn't have an address, nor did we have any responsibility on their part to show up to court later on. So that's my response to, you know, the whole cell phone thing is, is that it, it it's good. It, it's good for for America as a whole, no matter which way you're looking at this, for these individuals to be monitored and for them to have some responsibility so that our system and our immigration laws uh, can have some teeth and actually make sense
1: 215-227-2727 the number for all things legal in Philly Uh, we're talking with Ricky Palladino about some of the immigration issues uh, facing our country and the political fallback from that I I, uh, you know one of the things that I I thought um, could help on immigration, and I, I don't know how it's been playing out, and how you see it. But you're on the front lines. Same-sex marriages, you know, same-sex marriages are now legal in the United States. Mm-hmm. They are not legal in many other parts of the world. In fact, it could get you killed in many parts of the world. Thus, people flocking here, for yeah, that too. Huh. Yeah, and and so, and I was just seeing a um, a lot of um, stories about how the LGBTQ Community in Israel is such a big and vibrant group that's really um, raised up and and you know uh, honored. Are we seeing? Are you seeing more of same sex marriages as an ex- as a basis upon which to immigrate for political asylum?
3: So we're seeing it in, in two ways. Number one is we're seeing uh, marriage be the basis in which individuals get legal status in the United States which has always been that way right if you marry an American citizen that very often is the fastest easiest and cheapest way to uh, get legal benefits Uh, prior to the uh, defense of marriage act being abolished uh, the federal government would not grant green cards based on marriage uh, to same-sex couples now once that was abolished then we've seen the agency uh, follow suit and grant uh, cases in which there was a bona fide relationship Um, and by and large they've gotten that right they've been very fair in their adjudications because you know when you evaluate whether a a traditional heterosexual relationship is bona fide it's a much different analysis when you know it's 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 a non-traditional relationship and there was a fear amongst many of us practitioners that the immigration service Uh, would be uh, overly harsh in, in, in those adjudications and they have not been it's one of the few areas they've gotten right so that's the first part the second part is we do see individuals coming to the United States and their political asylum claim is based on the fact that they will be persecuted and very often even killed because of their sexual orientation and these are folks that are coming through the border right they have no other way to get here their life is in danger so You know, taking whatever money they have to their name and and spending it to try to get to Guatemala, to then get to Mexico, to then show up on our border to ask for political asylum. It's happening every single day. And these folks, like I said, are being admitted into the interior of the United States. They're going to have to wait four years probably for an adjudication. Uh, But if it's a bona fide claim, they're telling the truth. They will be granted uh, political asylum on that basis.
1: Okay, so sexual orientation is a basis for yep. political asylum, and that will get you uh, into the United States, um, where you then wait until your case is heard. And if the case is meritorious, if it's it's not just made-up stuff, right. then that's going to be a basis to have permanent residency. Absolutely. 215-227-2727. we got Nadine on line two, Eric. Oh, Dean, welcome to the show.
6: Hi. Hi. I was—I I heard you all speaking about uh, a class action lawsuit against the the perm the hair companies. Yep. The permanent companies. I was calling to find out if you all were also, or uh, would you consider a class action lawsuit against Kia, and I think it's Honda. Honda. Um. Because of their cars being so easily stolen, um, is that something that would be considered?
1: Okay, uh, great, question, Nadine. A great question, Um I got a call from a friend of mine, Jimmy. I grew up with across. He, he, he lived across the street, and his his Kia was broken into. And he said, "Dean, my Kia was broken into, and um, I want to I want to get Kia to pay me for all the damages." And I was like, "Jimmy, what are you talking about? Forget he about cares. it." and um jimmy was right and dean was wrong <gasps> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it happens occasionally it happens uh, so wait a second
0: so when was it two or three weeks ago when i said a friend had their kia stolen they needed some direction and you i think you sent them i don't forgot what you said but uh, it's I, been going on yes
2: yes this is a thing he drives a kia. you drive a kia i do drive a kia And then, you know, what's interesting is a uh, member of the law pack is uh, the firm, firm. (laughs) the firm, my next next door neighbor had a Hyundai and then she had a Kia. They were both stolen. And then when they went to when they found it and went to the impound lot. Yeah. They spo- stole the- it all over again. Yeah. What? It's, 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 it they was stole a- it out of the impound lot. Well, it's like I guess it wasn't secured well, <laughs> um, and they stole it again. <laughs> it's it's almost like, you know, there's specific models that they're going for. Yeah, and it's a really big thing. The Kia kids, right? YouTube and even, video. And even recently, I, believe, I heard there was a video. About yeah, it. even <laughs> recently, I believe the police department was giving out. Uh, the wheel locks,
0: uh huh. You know, oh God. Just
2: for that, remember those things? Yeah. Do I? <laughs> Can you
0: know, I there... tell you this? I, there, there was a car in our neighborhood. I swear to God, everything off that car was stripped—tires, guts, everything. Only thing left on that car was, the was that lock on the <laughs> wheel.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Nadine, I believe the there club. is. I believe there is a class action currently going on. And if you'd be so kind as to send me an email to dean at myphillylawyer.com, um, my staff will get you in touch with the attorneys who are handling that lawsuit. Okay, I will. All right. Uh, uh, give dean, me your email again, please. Sure. Dean, D-E-A-N, at myphillylawyer.com. Um and if, if you'll stay on the line, um, I, I will uh, have Sarah, my extraordinary producer, get your address. And I'm going to send you a My Philly Lawyer gift pack for your great question today, Ooh, Nadine. Look at you, Nadine. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, hold on.
0: Well, it's a big deal, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal um, for people who own Kias and Hyundais. Mm, and, a um, lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, know,
0: you get stolen yet? You've been Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: gosh.
0: Why you even put that in the air? Oh man. <laughs> oh, man. You never yeah. notice that nice you, white key are,
1: out there? Are you insured? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So it, it becomes
0: somebody else's problem then.
2: We know the guy too. Well, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Stevenson.
0: Yeah. Well, the issue is there's an app apparently that you can use to get in people's Kias. That's what it was. That's the whole purpose of the YouTube video showing you how to use it. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And, key, and Kia
1: didn't close that door with a um, yeah uh, w- w- with a uh, software upgrade. Mm-hmm. And, and they could have done that. And, um, and so, folks. Yeah, if, uh, if you've got a Kia or a Hyundai, there is a class action going on. It's not a mass tort. It's different mm. than a mass tort. And, um, but there is a class action not being handled by my firm, but we will certainly get you in touch with the attorneys who are handling it. And with that, we're going to take a short two-minute break. We'll be right back with Ricky Palladino. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly
5: Lawyer, when winning matters most.
1: I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected we will fight for you call 215-227-2727 my philly lawyer when winning matters most
0: need more legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman
1: Impressive. Impressive, Mr. Jackson. Oh, I used his real name. Sorry.
2: (laughs) No worries. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) And we we know
1: what
0: he's driving to.
1: (laughs) Um, Let me just say this, okay, before we run out of time. We we got a guest today, Ricky Palladino, who does uh, immigration work in Philadelphia, not just Philly, but, you know, the whole surrounding area. Um, Do you go to New
3: York? I go to New York frequently Dean yeah. uh, up and down the East Coast Baltimore Be- to New York but mostly Philadelphia
1: but because he practices in a federal system and he can go anywhere he wants he's That's a strict? he's a fed um, <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> <laughs> oof, uh, um, but I just want to say that Ricky is my immigration lawyer okay because I have a uh, foreign national wife Um and um, beautiful woman too. Yes, beautiful individual. Indeed, a kind, gentle soul who can just talk to me. She's like a dean whisperer. She can talk to me like like nobody else has ever been able to. And so, Ricky, um, Ricky made it possible for Mia and Jackson to become uh, residents of the United States and nice. yeah. it's my honor nice. thank you and so uh, and he did a great job and you know he, you know even with me as a, um, a litigant in that system I'm uh, a lawyer I still it's my family so it still gets to be personal for mm-hmm. me and he was always able to calm me down and you know set me straight and that
2: emotional thing yeah
1: yeah and that's, Wait, uh, that's you, an important part of what a lawyer does right, yeah. is, no doubt about it. is to you know to get his client to a place where they're able to function to- in this process yes and so um, I, and since then uh, Ricky's been a uh, regular guest on the show and and we have uh, tent you know tried to refer all of the immigration clients to Ricky because he does such a good job and every client I've ever sent to Ricky comes back to me and says thank you so much he's really been very helpful and you know set my mind at ease so congratulations for being a a part of the Court Radio, my Philly Lawyer team, because you've earned it.
3: Oh, thanks so much. My honor to be here. Love coming here.
1: So um, as we get ready to close the show out, um, people are saying it's their problem, not mine. Mm -hmm. Um, And this isn't something that I want to spend any time doing. Why is it important for all of us as citizens of this country um, to be mindful of and participate in the immigration system
3: yeah I think it's important because you know the immigration immigration and immigrants are pervasive to our society right and and all walks of life from hospitals all the way down to food very very important things and if we took immigrants away from the United States Uh, We stopped immigrants from coming in and we took the ones that are here and and sent them back home, which is often the terminology that's used. Our daily lives would be completely different. Uh, Our society would be completely different. So I think we have to all recognize that this is the greatest country in the world. Of course, it's got problems. There may not even be, in my opinion, a close second to this being the greatest country in the world. And immigrants are are part of what makes it The greatest country in the world Um, so if if we love where we are and we love our country then we should love immigrants because we wouldn't be what we are uh, without immigrants now that's not to say that we open the borders right and that we let every single person in and we turned a blind eye to that no there's a responsible smart way to uh, deal with immigration and unfortunately the way that we've been dealing with it has not been smart and responsible and it behooves all of us to pay attention and to try for a new system and and to encourage our politicians to not simply focus on being reelected right mm. uh, but to focus on doing the right thing and creating a better United States for all of us
1: amen and you know it is on the uh, Statue of Liberty I mean that is how this your time yes yeah. your huddled masses. masses and and so that's how this country became the greatest country in the world, by bringing together the best of the world mm. um, and, and melding them together into an American citizenship that um, we have all been proud to be a part of. Folks, we're all out of time. Ricky, uh, And do until I see you again. We'll talk soon for sure, Dean. To, uh, uh, tell people how to get in touch with you Sure, if they have family or friends that need you.
3: Sure. So the name of the law firm is Paladino Isbell, and Casaza. We have offices in Philadelphia, Media, and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Phone number is 215-576-9000, or you can find us on the web at www.picpiclaw.com Picklaw.com.
1: It's a nice, nice, easy name to remember. Mm -hmm. All right, folks, we'll see you next Saturday. Same time, same place.